Good everyone, this is Rita Join and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. Today you're going to hear from Ali Laporte, who is a mum and runs the largest online search directory for parents. She has her own radio show that has 6 million listeners tuning in and is on a mission to let parents know that if you want to stay at home with your kids and make money doing what you love, that is monetizing your passion, she's the example of how it can happen for you too. So if you're a mum at home and you know for a fact that it's hard to go to work and leave your kids at daycare or go to work and work on a side hustle. Ali is an example of how she's tried to find an outlet for herself where she finds fulfillment in her work, can give contribution through that work that she loves doing, makes money. And it's just, it's an, it's an incredible interview because you're going to see how she's done it, the steps that she's done as a parent. And this thing called work-life balance. I mean, far out. What is it? Does it even exist? how much of her time goes towards her work to have 6 million listeners, to run the largest online search directory for parents. What does that even mean? What, is the, what do parents do on this search directory? What are they looking for? Why would anyone post on? All that's going to be revealed because hopefully in sharing these gems with you, you're going to get your own aha moment. And whether you're a parent or not, whether you're, you're a mum or you're a dad or you're not, is irrelevant. The point is how she's using her time to make the most of what she does best, which is building a directory for parents and having a brilliant radio station with 6 million listeners. So in this interview with Ali, I'm gonna share how she's created the largest online search engine directory for parents. And if you're a parent, how you can use this directory for your own passion and monetize it, make money from the thing that you love to do. What it takes to build a following of 6 million listeners who tune into what you have to say you know, becoming a work-life balance parenting expert, which is what this radio program has given Ali. It's given her a voice to 6 million listeners on how work-life balance works in her life. So she shares that and she's become an expert on parenting and how her problem of not being able to sell her jewelry, because in the early days, she really wanted to sell jewelry and wasn't able to, you know, monetizing her passion. And then by her not being able to sell jewelry, that became the solution to build another form of income, which became the search engine directory. It all just kind of falls in place. It's like when Steve Jobs said, the dots don't line up until you look back in your life. When you look back in your life, that's when, ah, that's why that happened. And this is what this meant. And, that's, and this is the same kind of interview. Like she started a jewelry line. It didn't go well. She became a parent going, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. The jewelry is not selling. And then... The fact that the jewellery didn't sell well, the fact that she became a mum, she wanted a career as an actress, she realised when she had children she didn't want to pursue that anymore and she thought, okay, so if my jewellery line's not selling and I don't want to go outside the house and pursue performing arts anymore, what am I going to do with myself? And then that's when the, the online directory came up and it all just went from there. And so you're going to find the pieces that you'll hear the interview and, and the dots lining up, but in her world, no dot was lining up until way later so have a listen to this you'll see it fall into place and then you'll see yourself of how you can you know jump on the shoulders of this interview and the content and create your own map enjoy hello everyone welcome to monetize your passion all about how to gain your greatest clarity 
be able to work from anywhere and build a business where you are actually in alignment with what you're doing in terms of the passion that you have and the monetization that it produces. And my guest today is the highlights all of that. Please make welcome Ali Laporte. And let me tell you just a tiny bit about Ali and what she does. She's a work-life balance parenting expert. For all you parents out there, I know that you're thinking, but well, I'm a parent and I've got kids and how do I generate income? Ali's your girl. <laughs> Ali's going to tell you exactly how that happens, how she's done it. She's created OurMilkMoney.com. It's the largest online search engine for parents. So it's a directory for parents where they can promote their the skill sets. So parents, it's, it's a big networking hub, right, for parents to come along and just showcase their work and to really build off and feed off each other's talents and skill sets. She's also got a radio program on iHeart America's talk radio with more than 6 million listeners. So this girl knows exactly to find her passion and be able to monetize it. And I'm so super excited to welcome Ali to our summit today. Ali, welcome to Monetize Your Passion. Thank you. It is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. Thank you. So, Ali, first off the bat, I mean, that sounds a lot. You're a parent, you're an entrepreneur, you have your own radio program, you run a, a largest online directory for parents. How did it all begin for you? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a great question. You know, I have to, first of all, I have to preface it with, I never in a million years thought that this is what I would be doing. Never. But uh, I, it, it, it clearly was my purpose in life and I just had to find it. I did not realize my purpose until I became a mom. I mean, I came to Los Angeles to uh, be an actress. I had a degree in theater, musical theater, um, and I was going to be, you know, the next big, uh, you know, stage actress. And uh, I was also working in the industry and working my way up corporate ladders. And so was my husband. And we decided to have kids and we thought they were just going to fit into our lives like a puppy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, we had yeah. like, no, we were not at all prepared for the way that kids uh, completely take over your lives and shift you and and in good ways as well as you know it's kind of a culture shock for so mm -hmm. many parents um, the, uh, as soon as my son was born I suddenly um, had a, a different perspective on what I needed to do I no longer wanted to climb corporate ladders I no longer wanted to be an actress and work hard on my career I wanted to be at home with my child and it was unexpected and I wasn't prepared so I spent a year with him and in terrible daycare um, trying to figure out a way to earn money to come home we just couldn't lose my salary mm -hmm. and so I thought even if I can just create a fraction of that salary you know maybe I could convince my husband that he can let me stay at home um, long story short I actually lost my job I ended up collecting a little bit of unemployment not much but enough for me to be able to budget and put things in order and, and strategize a way to uh, come home and it gave me enough time to be able to come up with an idea well the first idea that I had was making jewelry and I tried selling it and I started creating it and I started thinking I wonder if anyone would have the um, if anyone would buy my jewelry over a department store jewelry if they knew the value of the dollar that they were given to me that it goes towards baby formula and diapers mm. and a roof over our head and food on the table mm. and I thought the only people that would really recognize the value of that are other parents 
So parents know the value of our consumer dollar. Let's buy from each other. And that's when I created the OurMilkMoney.com business directory. Um, and it was originally for profit, but it became a nonprofit because it was just doing so much good in the world. And from there, uh, I was offered my own radio show. And that's where I really started listening and connecting and being in touch with the true challenges that other parents were having in starting their business and managing their business and keeping yeah. their schedule together in the flexibility that's required of you as a parent entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, over the last, gosh, 10 years, um, I've heard it all and I've, I've found solutions. I've helped people find solutions for just about any challenge that you can think of. Beautiful. That's, see, that's amazing. The fact that, you know, you start off with making jewelry. At what point did you say the jewelry making is not for me then? <laughs> when my one-year-old just kept stealing the beads and trying to follow that. <laughs> but also, I love that. But also there was a, there was, I remember I, um, I loved making jewelry, but it took a long time. Like it would take me days to make like one necklace. And I thought this is not the best um, use of my value. Mm -hmm. You know, I like how, if, if this is only going to sell for $50, if maybe $30, but it takes me two or three days to make it, I'm only making $30 a day. So I didn't feel that I had the resources to continue on with that. And through uh, just understanding how to market my business, you know, I did a lot of failing, a lot of falling down. I, I had invested in my jewelry. I'd invested in all of the, um, all of the, you know, th I, I'd invested in, uh, you know, vendor, in, in vendor tables. And I started getting uh, a, a good sense of where I was going to get my return and where I was just going to be wasting my time and where my money was. And so I learned how to ask the appropriate questions to be able to make decisions to further my business. And I started realizing <laughs> through all of this, I actually had a knack for business. I actually could see 10 steps ahead uh, for what wasn't going to work, where the challenges were going to be, what the problems were going to be so that we could prepare and not be so afraid of, you know, whatever um, unexpected circumstances might show up so that we always are, you know, in a space where we feel confident that we can handle just about anything that comes our way. So that's really interesting, Ellie, because from the jewelry making, you started My Milk Money, which is the online directory for parents. And then how from there did you start becoming a radio host? Because that's a real, like, how did that fall into place? That, I never, it never would have occurred to me to be a radio show host, but first of all, I had the training. I mean, I went to school for voice and, um, you know, to learn how to use my voice to be musically, um, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. So I didn't even realize I was going to be so good behind a microphone until I actually started. Um, I was just offered a podcast about eight years ago and I didn't even know what a podcast was. Most people didn't. I was one of the, I want to say first thousand people that were doing a podcast yeah. and it was, it was not caught up called a podcast at the time because it was live. It was a, a digital radio um, network online. And um, I started off interviewing people. I wanted to promote their products. And then from there, I started bringing on other business experts that I wanted to connect with. Um, and the show just kept expanding and booming. I had maybe 800 listeners in the beginning and that grew the following year by by the next year i had 65,000 um the year after that i had gone well over 200,000 i heart uh you know got wind of of uh, my demographic and from there went to 6 million and now i'm actually going to be a uh, 
I'm going back to terrestrial radio in 2017, so I'll be on AM and FM radio. Congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. Yeah, lots of changes for, for the new year that I'm looking forward to. That, that's beautiful. And what I'd love to know, Ali, is how did that, so someone's watching a podcast right now who's probably a parent and going, how did you get that 800 and then to reach the next year 65,000? What's the, what are you doing? Is it the guests you're having? Is it the content you're sharing? What creates that momentum? All right, I'm going to give you the answer, and you've got to pay real special attention to what I'm going to tell you because it really could be, be the big difference in yeah. your business. Mm -hmm. Everything you just mentioned, everything has to be yeah. present. The content has to be good. The, uh, I have to know who my demographic is. I have to be in touch with my audience. I have to know what their challenges are. Mm -hmm. I have to know how to speak to them. I have to know really how to you know, connect with their core in a way that makes them trust me and understand me. I have to create content that um, they can't really find anyplace else. Not easy to do. I have to be really selective of the guests that I'm bringing on. Mm -hmm. And I, I usually bring on guests that are proven, have proven track records, have lots and lots of influence. And I also run a very strategic social media marketing campaign, which also has components such as um, knowing how to speak to people, knowing how to message it appropriately, really fine tuning the message so that people don't feel like they're being sold to. They really feel like the message was created for them and their personal situation. If every single box is checked, you're going to be hugely successful. If something goes wrong, if you're not getting numbers, for example, or if you're getting numbers, but you're not um, keeping the numbers, you can usually know where you've fallen short. So if I'm getting the numbers, I'm doing a great job in my messaging on social media and promotion. But if I'm not keeping the numbers, my content is boring. Um, my voice might be monotone and boring. My guests might be boring. So I need to figure out where I need to adjust and improve upon that. If I I am connect if I'm getting lots of people um, and they're staying with the show, but I don't have a whole number of people, then my my messaging and my promotion needs to be tweaked and adjusted. So every single thing, when it works, you can tell um, where you're bottlenecking and you can tell when you're hugely successful and where you're going to get the greatest results. Oh, I love that. I love, and I don't know if you can see views. Her passion is just like it's up there. It's it's, <laughs> it's infectious. Which brings me, Ali, to something that I guess parents would have a lot of difficulty about. And I recall when you and I spoke earlier, about a week or so ago, when we were setting up this interview, that you were telling me about sales is a big thing that you do. And I don't know, was that a big hiccup? Because obviously, in order to earn an income for yourself, monetize your passion, you need to be able to ask for a revenue, for an income, for what you're giving value for. And that, when we spoke about some women specifically feel a bit awkward, salesy, pushy, but if you're creating value, then that's what you need to earn. It's just, it's just the way the world operates. How did you find the sales conversation? Um, this is such a great question. And I will tell you that if we're really, if, um, I'm assuming there are a lot of women on this mm -hmm. call. Yes. Um, yes. And you know, if you're men, it's fine. But this, what I'm going to, the answer I'm going to give you is really going to apply mostly to women. Yeah. Um, when I first got out of college, I was taking all these sales jobs, corporate sales. I was sold copiers. I sold, um, uh, gosh, uh, security systems, like, you know, um, office products. But what I realized was that a lot of these companies were spending a ton of money sending me um, out of town for a one or two week training that really was 
terrible. And I don't mean terrible in the sense that um, it didn't help some people, but it, it was very geared towards the male sale. It was very ego-driven. It was a big competition. Who's going to win the fight? It was all this power struggle and how to get the power struggle. And it doesn't work for women. And I think that's why women are so uncomfortable with sales. Well, Long story short, I got a great job when I was like 23 years old selling workshops to actors in an industry that I was super passionate about. I loved working with actors. I was really, uh, I really cared about helping them further their career. So I knew that the product was a good one. I believed in it. But the other thing was that I never really sold them. I, t I kind of turned the conversation around so that they were telling me exactly what they needed. I never sold anything. I never convinced them. I was not in the business of ever convincing anybody that my product was valuable. I already knew that my product was valuable. And if they didn't see that, then I was going to just be wasting my time trying to convince them, oh, no, you need this, you need this, you need this. No. Um, uh, by the time they were done with the conversation with me, they already knew that I was the real deal. They already knew that they needed my product. Mm. And... Um, they, they only hoped that I would take them on because I was so good at what I was doing. I was so good at my product. I had a long wait list and I couldn't take that many clients. So they had to prove themselves to me Love to it. be my client. You, and if you see that there's sort of that, that shift, what it does is that breakdown, it breaks down barriers so that nobody feels like they're being sold. It shows people that you really are invested in helping them and in furthering their career, whatever product you have. Yeah. And number three, if you do it correctly, you can do what, um, what I like to call froth. <laughs> froth <laughs> is like drool. It's um, getting the person on the, you know, on the other side to go, I need that. I want that. You know, yeah. like when you smell pie or something and you're like, that's what I want. Yeah. You start frothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if you do this correctly, if you really ask the right questions about where, where their needs are, where they're struggling, what they've done so far, um, what are they disappointed in? Do they have a bad experience? Um, you know, what are they investing their money in? Do they have a budget? All of those things, yeah. you get them talking about themselves. Yeah. They feel that you're invested. They feel that you really care about them. They're going to tell you every way to sell them. They're going to tell you their budget. They're going to tell you if they're even worth your time if they're never going to close you can just say you know what I'm I don't think you're ready for this and that's okay we'll talk when you are so you don't have to waste your time on somebody that is not convinced or isn't going to close you know and we all get those but don't waste your time on those Love you know it. what you do is you literally you ask somebody what their needs are and if they say well how much is your product well I'll get to that but I need to find out first if I can even service you I love and that's that. how women sell better. And we're not even selling. It doesn't feel like selling. It feels like pre-qualifying. Mm. Are, are you a good match for them and are they a good match for you? And if they're not and you're not, it's okay. Walk yeah. away. This isn't a good match for you. That's why I personally always do um, pre-screening. Pre I always give a 15-minute consultation for any of my services so that I can get to know the person before I even try to sell them into a course. Mm -hmm. And there have been times where I'll say, you know what? I don't think this course is going to benefit you. You're not ready. You, you're just at the beginning of your business. You, haven't even, you don't even have a website yet. I'm going to be teaching you how to drive traffic to your website, but if you don't have a website, it's not going to help you. So I'm going to say no. I don't want you in this course right now. Call me when you have a website, and yeah. then we'll talk. Yeah, love it, love it. And how did you get to that space, Ali? Because you're determined, you're ambitious, you're out there at that level of belief because the one step behind the sales is the belief which you already pre-positioned and you had. How did you 
developed that such that it was so strong that you had, because selling, selling has a bad rap, but selling is just servicing, you know, in exchange for what you do. That's how it works. It's just pre-qualifying. Yeah. It's, so how did you get into that state of really believing that what you had was not just what you thought was good, but it was damn good value for the people you were going to service with that? Uh, gosh, there's a lot of answers to that one. First of all, I didn't always have the confidence. I failed a lot. I was incredibly insecure. I had a lot of tears. I had a lot of beating my head against the wall and saying, why can't I close these deals? Why is it not working for me? Um, I do attribute it to the boss that I had in that, in that sales job where I was selling to actors. She really worked with me. She practiced with me and a lot of sales, uh, coaches and sales training, they don't practice with you. We did mock conversations. again and again and again. We did all of these practice scripts. We wrote out the scripts for every possible thing. And I practiced again and again, and I made it sound really natural and really fluid until I was confident in it. Mm -hmm. She didn't even let me get on the phone and call actors until I really knew my stuff. So it took a month. It was like a month of training, hardcore mock examples of uh, just pretending on all of these sales calls. And she would work with me again and again and again. And that's really what I started offering my clients. They need that practice. They don't just need the script. They need to hear themselves. They need to hear, does it sound natural? Are they talking too much? Are they listening enough? Are they really tying it back into the conversation? Are they making it all about that person? And the only way to really do that is to really practice, 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 fail, see where you need to improve and then improve. So failing is actually really, you know, that's going to help you. You have to fail. That's where you're going to get better is by learning from your mistakes. So welcome those mistakes and to just improve upon them. You don't have to beat yourself up. And I think that, um, from there, um, I had to sort of fake it until I made it because I I hadn't been servicing my clients when I was just trying to get my client base going. Right. I had to really believe in my product before it existed. Now I wasn't lying, but I had to envision what Mm. it was going to look like. I had to envision that I was really going to be there for my clients. And um, once I was, there was no, I wasn't lying. I wasn't faking it until I made it. I really had made it. I really had a good reputation among my clients, um, among the industry. People were being referred to me left and right. And I really um, was able to pre-screen people to see, well, who was really going to invest the most money working with me? Who am I going to have the most fun working with? Because I'm really going to help them in their career because they're ready to go. And anyone who was, who didn't fit that mold, I would say, you know what, there's other people that are on a wait list to work with me and I really want to be selective here. Yeah. So I wasn't lying by that point. Beautiful. No, I love that. Yeah. And what I find resonating a lot, Ali, is that, you know, when you go from employee to earning your own income to entrepreneur, there's a lot of education that takes place in between that to be able to monetize your passion. Because yeah. The mindset and the skill sets that you were an employee is not the same that you're going to be transferring into running a sustainable business where you can be able to monetize your passion. And obviously you've invested in yourself to be able to get to that level. Mm -hmm. Would that be correct? Well, of course. I've invested in myself in um, training. I've invested in myself in time. I've invested in myself in mistakes. (laughs) Uh, I mean, all of it is an investment. Yes. Absolutely. I love Um, it. and, And I think that, um, 
you're going to make some investment mistakes. You're going to spend money on things that don't serve you. And then you're going to learn from that. And mm-hmm. you're going to learn that next time you're going to, you, you, you're going to know which questions to ask so that it doesn't happen again. Um, and all of that is part of the process. So, you know, if you, you go into this knowing that there's all this struggle, a lot of people are going to go, I want to do it. But I will tell you that um, I wouldn't have had it any other way. It's fun. I'm in charge of my own career. I am my own boss. Mm. I can work around my kid's schedule. I don't apologize for, for putting my family first. And I have done my best growth being my own boss and uh, helping others to be there. So I wouldn't have traded those failures and those, um, you know, all of those unexpected circumstances and undesirable circumstances. Mm. I would not trade them for the world. I take them tenfold. Oh, I love that. So what would you say, Ali? Because you, you're probably the best person to speak on this you've gone from selling jewelry to having the online director of milkmoney.com to be able to have workshops and then now have your own online radio program and on the radio itself what's the litmus test for knowing if an idea is going to fly or not what would be your opinion on that you know, it's funny. I just took a test with a, re- a very good, uh, actually one of my co-hosts for Wake Up TV, which is another thing that I'm doing. And um, she had me pegged and she said, um, she said, the problem with you is that you're always 10 steps ahead and nobody else can ever see it. And it's frustrating for you that you can't explain to people that you can sort of foresee all of the challenges before they arrive. And people think you're being negative and people think that you're being critical, but really you're trying to save them the headache of, of, um, of all of the problems that could arise and thinking ahead. So to be honest, I, I don't know how to teach that yet. <laughs> it's kind of just a gift that I've had. And maybe it's from um, all of my experiences of, you know, I'm not afraid to evaluate my experiences. I'm not afraid to take a look at the dark times and the times where I lost money and the times where, um, you know, somebody took advantage of me and I, had, I didn't have a contract in place to protect myself. You know, I look at all of those things and I go, okay, that, that, um, came into my life, it presented itself to me because I believe that the universe is always conspiring in my favor. And somewhere along the way, the universe created this undesirable circumstance because it had a lesson in there for me. So the lesson might have been, oh, from now on, I'm going to create a contract and an agreement that protects me. From now on, I'm going to have this as my price and I'm not going to back down on that. From now on, I'm going to uh, you know, pre-qualify people a little bit better so that I don't end up with a client that is just a big headache, you know? Mm-hmm. So these are all circumstances that, believe me, lots of tears, lots of me, you know, wallowing and not wanting to get out of bed, you know, I'm not things were easy, but yeah. what I will say is that it did get easier. Once I started realizing that these were all just sort of tests to help me get a little bit further, mm. then I started welcoming them. Oh, great. I made a mistake. What can I learn from this? Yay. Mm. Now I never have to make that mistake again. And I am much smarter than I was. Yeah. So I guess my advice would be to really welcome all of, all of the circumstances that you're presented with because they're all being presented for a reason. Yeah, yeah. No, I 100% agree with you, but especially because I mean, your, your evolution of entrepreneurship and what you've been doing is so vast and so different in different industries that, I mean, you've really been on a, a beautiful trajectory and that you've landed exactly where you want to be, which is where I tell people, just start off with what you know, and then from then you will learn how to monetize it. Just start off with what exists, like you had with jewellery. Like you just started off with that, and then that came with, well, how can I showcase this and highlight it and get more 
parents to buy from her, which milk money started and then from there the rate. So it just, you just start from where you are. Was the journey worth it? Is the journey Absolutely. worth it? Absolutely. Oh, of course it was worth it. And you know, I want to say this, that very often we're so focused on making money and that is important. Mm. I mean, for women, especially we have, a, yeah. it's, it's built in our DNA to yeah. um, not want to ask for the sale, not want to ask for the money, not want to value ourselves. Even if we know we're worth it, it's very, very hard. Yes. But also noticed is that if you feel icky about something, let's say you're selling a product that just doesn't feel right to you, um, that's, that's a signal for you to either not sell it because if you don't feel comfortable, then anyone who you're selling it to is going to pick up on that. Um, I'll give you an example. I'm right now I'm, I'm in the process of, uh, you know, working out a contract for a new studio. Well, he wanted me to go out and get sponsors and he knows I'm very successful at that. Very successful. And I started calling up, uh, the sponsors that I'd worked with them bef before and immediately, um, said, you know what? Never mind on this conversation. I cannot guarantee um, a good product because I've never worked with this station before. So until I work with this station and I know that they're going to deliver well for you, I don't want to try and sell you an ad. So never mind. Sorry about the, the waste of your time. But I think people appreciate that. Um, I felt it was icky. It, there was something not meshing with me. Yeah. And so I think that... Um, if, if there's something that you're feeling uncomfortable with, the person you're selling to is going to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. If you really feel like you are being of service to them, asking them questions, really caring about them, really finding out if you want to be of service to them, if you are a good match, if you're doing those things, it's going to feel great. You know that you're going to be in alignment because it's going to feel good. You're going to feel like you're on the right track and you're connecting with them and you're going to be excited to work with them. That's how you know. And any other awkward feeling, pay attention to that because those are signs that you've got to adjust something there. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And would you say, what would you say, Ellie, would be the top three things that you just need to be aware of, take into consideration as you're going into this field of monetizing your passion? If I'm a parent... And if I've got kids or one or two or three and I'm thinking, you know what, maybe it's time for me to just, why not? What's, what's the worst that can happen? What would you say are the one or two, three things that I would need to be aware of as I'm exploring this journey or going into it or accelerating it? You know, I used to have um, a list of, of uh, things, that, advice that I would give to first-time entrepreneur moms and dads. Yeah. Number one, um, I would always say work with m moms and dads as much as possible because they're going to get you and you're not going to have to apologize for your awkward, flexible, uh, flexible schedule. Um, mm. And uh, you would be surprised how much we end up apologizing for our lifestyle, for our kids, for the fact that we're a mom to somebody who doesn't have kids and they don't understand and they don't get it. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know, you know, we all know what it was like before we had kids. We know how we felt about, or how we, you know, I thought it was like just having a puppy. Like, yeah. no, there's no way you can really explain to somebody what being a parent is like and why you need to put your family first without apology. There's yeah. no one on the planet who will understand mm. that no matter how much you try to convince them, no matter how much they tell you, oh, I get it. I'm an aunt or I have friends with kids. They do not get it until they have <laughs> kids. Yeah. And so minimize your stress level, minimize your need to explain or apologize. Just say, you know what? I don't think we're a match. And I would prefer to work with people who are in the same mindset as me. Mm -hmm. Work with parents as much as possible. Okay. Then when you can take a conference call, when your kids are in the background and you're being disrupted, um, you know, you, you don't have to apologize for it. 
And on, on top of that, you're actually giving your client or the parent that you're dealing with permission to do the same. So I really believe that the reason that uh, uh, small business among families has bloomed over the last eight years is because we stopped apologizing and we really worked with one another. Um, some people in the beginning were sort of um, angry at me. They said that I was, you know, I was, you know, I was alienating non-parents or, you know, discriminating against them. Right. And, you know, I... I I understood how it sounded that way, but I always said, no, no, no I'm, I'm protecting you. You don't want to work with me. <laughs> you lane. There will be disruptions. You, you know, I, the, whatever I promise you um, might not get to you until the end of the week. You know, yeah. there's better coaches out there that don't have to, uh, you know, play with, uh, you know, the schedule of their kids. I will recommend some to you, but I'm telling you, you're not going to be happy working with me. Oh, I put my family first. I don't apologize. And that's why it's easier for me to work with parents. Beautiful, beautiful. And if, if, uh, if someone is a parent out there, Ellie, and they want to be able to take their skill sets or their passion, their monetizing onto my milkmoney.com, how does that process work? Our Milk Money is a free, uh, it's a free membership, free organization. There's no money. Um, you can donate if you want. It, you know, it helps keep us going every year. I just work off of donations just to keep the domain going and to just keep the hosting going. But it really sort of runs itself. So you can just go to OurMilkMoney.com, fill out a profile. Um, you'll also get put automatically on my newsletter unless you don't want to. But that will give you updates on, uh, you know, I, I send out weekly updates every time I have a show. I usually bring on amazing guests that are really um, prepped for uh, for helping you um, I'm you know I'm really diligent about anyone who gets to be on my show they need to give my audience good nuggets of information things that we haven't covered before we also have a huge library on iHeart and also this little parent.com if you're just looking for free resources it's a lot of free resources mm -hmm. um, I wanted that for parents and moms I, I, I know that um, money's tight and so I wanted to be able to offer all these free resources without any any strings attached so so what I've done is I've gotten sponsors to uh, take care of the cost for my radio show, for um, you know, for our milk money, for anyone that wants to donate, so that all of those resources are free for you. Beautiful. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. So all I've got to do is go onto that site and then load up a profile and a way to go. Yeah. Beautiful. That's and it. so. It's can non-parents purchase from that and you'd be fine with that? Non-parents can absolutely purchase. Anybody can use the directory. Um, if you're not a parent, I won't list your services, but that's, um, that's you know, there's so many yeah. other services that yeah. will support you out there, so yeah. I don't feel so bad for you. Yeah, no, no, that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, because it's, it's, you know, it's specific to that market and, and that's, that's what's brilliant about it because it's for that parental market, that need, that, that platform that you're providing. Yeah. Definitely. And what, what I'm most excited about is, um, Ali, is that you've kindly also giving our viewers a, a gift called the Art of Alignment ebook. And guys, if you haven't already caught on that, Ali is very much aligned with what she does when she goes in this truthful feeding and with total passion. So she's offering a book called the Art of Alignment ebook and a guided meditation. Could you just speak a bit about that, please, Ali? Oh, yes. I, I created a, my, it's my bag of tools. It's my trick to get into alignment. First of all, the ebook is going to tell you why being in alignment is so important, especially for multitasking moms. Um, we're always putting out fires. We can plan our day as much as we want. It's always going to change. There's always going to be something that's going to change yeah. and we've got to go with the flow. And when you are in alignment, it's like time slows down and you can just easily make decisions without hesitation. And you don't worry. You don't worry about making mistakes. You don't worry about about making the wrong decision, even if you do, 
you feel confident that you'll be able to fix it. Being in alignment is like being in this zone mm. where you can just accomplish things so effortlessly and so easily. Mm. Um, and getting into alignment is, a tr is hard to do. So what I do is I share with you all of the ways that I get into alignment and I help you find the ways that you are going to get into alignment. That also is paired with the guided meditation. So if you're having one of those days where you are ready to have a mommy meltdown and there's too much happening and there's clients that want to talk with you and people are mad at you and that your child is sick and needs to be picked up from school and you're ready to pull your hair out. If you can get five minutes alone in the bathroom, in a closet and listen to this guided meditation, it's a really good way to just get you out of the space and into alignment enough to just be able to go, oh, I know what I need to handle and when with complete confidence without hesitation. So that's my gift to you. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Ali. And guys, that gift, that link to that gift is going to be where this interview is next to this interview there's a link click on that link and you will get access to the art of alignment ebook and the guided meditation that ali has so kindly and generously gifting us ali i want to there's not much time i'd love to go on and on and on but for the sake of the purpose that we've got to keep it really tight i want to say thank you so much for giving us your time your tips your expertise and your insight into what it honestly takes to monetize your passion it's not an easy journey but the journey is worth it yeah you got to love the journey. Absolutely. I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. You, you know, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's no point. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter if you can make money, but if you're hating it, the way you're making money, you're not going to be able to stick to it. And you probably won't be able to keep it up for very long. So enjoy the journey. Find those ways. Give yourself props every moment that you can. And there's times where you're going to have to say, you know what? I am going to take the day off and I'm going to take my kids to Disneyland. You know why? Because I can. Because yeah. I am the boss of me and no one can tell me otherwise. And appreciate those moments because that's why you're doing this. Yeah. How liberating. What an absolutely liberating thought to be able to do that and obviously you're the pinup girl for it because you are a mummy <laughs> you've been through the the trenches of making it happen and then now you're like the the role model of how it actually can be executed and what, what other way to do it guys is to get into alignment and that's why ali's gift is just like spot on because if you're thinking well what can i do how do i what's what's my next best step get into the art of alignment, which is why it's so perfect that Ali's offering it. Ali, thank you so much for your time. It's you been a that. pleasure, an absolute pleasure getting to know you and speaking with you. And guys, make sure you go to ourmilkmoney.com if you're a parent and you'd like to list your services, by all means, go and do that. It's a brilliant directory. It's the largest online directory for parents, so I highly recommend that um, if you're looking to monetize your passion. Have a beautiful day, guys. And Ali, thanks once again. Thank you again, Rita. Bye.